Hello everyone, and welcome back to Abs. Abs. Anything, Anything but, but sports. sports. I'm John. And I'm Sawyer. And today our guest is... John. <laughs> and Sawyer. <laughs> Yay! We had a guest for this week, but unfortunately we had to reschedule. So we're alone with ourselves, with our own thoughts, once again. So we thought, how can we spice up this relationship a little bit? Mm. So we considered, A, we could buy those little sex dice where you roll them and it tells you (laughs) what to do to what body part. Plan B Mm -hmm. um, was to generate a prompt for a podcast episode through AI software, because that's the cool thing to do. That is the cool thing to do nowadays. So... We thought, what would be a, a great way to um, kill some time? And before the podcast started, uh, I believe our plan was to ask ChatGPT for 10 questions of getting to know someone. Uh, we are going to answer for ourselves. So let's start off with question number one. What are your biggest fears or insecurities? I struggle with like self-image and self-worth issues. And uh, so for me, like, I am very uncomfortable with my body. Mm. And also, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, um, but my eyelids are asymmetrical and one of them sits lower than the other one. (laughs) I've never noticed that. Really? Interesting. Just until right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't really like telling people that because then that's all they can see. Mm. Uh, But I see it every day. Mm. And uh, so I am quite insecure about that. Um, sometimes I'm insecure about my accent. I feel like I can't fully get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people treat me differently when I have a stronger accent. Mm -hmm. And then biggest fears. I do, I'm, I'm always afraid that I'm behind and I see people who are younger than me, who are better than me at Mm -hmm. what I enjoy Mm -hmm. and like further along in this, in their career or whatever. And, uh, I feel very insecure about that. And, and so I'm always afraid that it's like too late for me. And sometimes I think that's true and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the mood of the day, I guess. What about you? How would you answer the fears and insecurities question? I think a lot of my fears and insecurities line up pretty similarly to what you just said. Um, I think everyone is insecure about a certain part of their body. I think if someone says, no, I have the perfect body and I never want to change anything about it, they're definitely lying to you. They're probably the most insecure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what part of your body are you the least? I have a big forehead. That's what I think. I think I have a five head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also recognize that it's not all about looks. Like if you were the most ugly person in the entire world, I would still be friends with you (laughs) because you have a great personality. You know what I mean? So I I think I realized that um, like when I was really young, because I've never really been. I, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on how I looked. Um, I did put a lot of emphasis on growing a personality and becoming an interesting person. But that being said, not being an interesting person is a big fear of mine. So instead of really focusing on you know being the hottest guy in the entire world, if if I fell in the like I'm not interesting like no one. You know, I have no stories to tell or like I have, I have no reason for people to talk to me. That's a big fear of mine. 
And I think that success, uh, if I'm if I'm not successful, I think that's a big fear of mine. Failing, I I would hate to fail. And I, I guess another fear that kind of goes in line with that is have the the fear of growing old and looking back on my life and saying I should not have put so much emphasis on my career. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because, you know, I, I see all these, or I, I read articles and, and hear news stories about all these old people that are like, if I could go back and change one thing, I would spend more time with my family, or I would spend more time with this person and that person, and like form relationships with people. And, you know, I want to, I like, I want to be able to like do that. I wish that in my mind I could say, yeah, I want to spend more time with these people. But in reality, my, I'm really focused on career. I don't know. It's, it's like right now, you know, what do I do with that? Because it's like, well, am I more afraid of failing career-wise? Or am I more afraid of not establishing relationships with people? It's, very, it's a, a curious enigma in my mind. Well, maybe you could try to find a balance, you know, and do both. Maybe the people who work at coffee shops and Home Depots are able to spend more time with their families and with their friends because they have a job that's not stressful and that they don't care about. I think that if I really spent time and, and like said, screw it, no more film career, I'm just going to go form relationships, I think that I would regret it. I just think that I would be upset with them if, if I were to. Or I would be upset with those who I'm potentially forming relationships with as opposed to forming my career. Plus, you'd be spending time with these people, and they'd say, John, what's going on? What's going on at work? And you'd say, nothing. <laughs> you'd have nothing to talk about. Much like our conversation when I came in. Yeah. You know, that's something that's, been, that's, that's starting to bother me a little bit about the job that I have is that uh, not much happens. Yeah. Like, there's pros and cons that it's very stress-free, but, you know seven days goes by without seeing you and you have stories to tell me and then you say what's going on in your life i say nothing nothing interesting yeah how does that make you feel i'm okay with it right now because mm-hmm. i'm getting paid money <laughs> mm-hmm. um but uh that's i mean that's gonna wear on me for sure mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have to leave at some point well speaking of that we are how long have you had this job it's been over a month it's almost been two months. Yeah. yeah. On February 1st, it'll be two months. So what, how do you think, and this is a little side tangent, how do you think that your view of this job has changed from when you first began to now? Um, I've actually talked about this with Isabel. I think I am obsessed with always having to be doing something different. And so I get tired of things really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of the job, like, I, and I don't know, I've worked enough jobs that I kind of, I don't know, none of this is a surprise, but this is kind of like the process. Mm-hmm. When I first started, it was really, really fun because it was brand new. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn a thousand things in like a week. And it was great. And I did a good job. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned these things quicker than they were anticipating, which mm-hmm. felt great. Yeah, definitely. And not even two months into this job, I feel like I am very close to 
having nothing else to learn. Yeah. I'm still learning things, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I'm almost out of stuff to learn. And I think at that point, and I can already feel it's, it's you know, it's going to be slow probably, mm-hmm. which is good because hopefully I can make this last as long as possible. <laughs> right. Um, right. For, for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. But eventually it's going to drive me crazy that mm-hmm. I'm not learning anything or doing anything new. Um, so, that, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So question two is, what are your long-term goals and aspirations? Oh, well, um, long-term, I think I want to, I, I don't know, I want to be able to work with budgets, mm-hmm. but I like budgetary restraints for, for career. This is my career goals and aspirations. Mm-hmm. I want to work with some money, but I don't want to work with a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And that's a choice. I like having budgetary restrictions. I think it forces more creativity. So I want to find a team of people that I can work with all the time. And I want to find someone who can give me just a small amount of money <laughs> to do my job. Right. And I want to sit somewhere in the middle. You know, like I don't want to film these free short films for the rest of my life. And I have no interest in being a part of the next marvel or star wars movie mm-hmm. very little creativity in both those areas right. <laughs> at times in different ways mm-hmm. so i want to try to find something that kind of like hits that that spot and i want to be challenged every day i want every day to be learning something new and then um when i'm ready to retire and not work 12 to 14 hours a day mm-hmm. i want to teach i want to find some way to teach uh young people like the basics of filming and video Mine, what I want to do in the future, uh, well, easy answer, I want to be a line producer. I think that the more in-depth answer, though, is um, something very similar. I'd like to work on, it doesn't necessarily have to be self-funded, but funded sets where I'm not a production assistant. (laughs) Um, I would love to not be a PA anymore. So short-term, long-term goals, don't be a PA. Long-term, long-term, be a line producer on on something at this point right now it doesn't necessarily matter um i do like reality tv i think i've spoken about that on the podcast before but uh, i like how run and gun reality is it's very similar to documentary in that way and i love documentaries so either either or would work for me but uh, as long as uh, we're telling a compelling story which I guess reality TV doesn't necessarily do. <laughs> I don't think there are too many compelling stories on TLC, but um, I do enjoy working on them. Um, all right, so question three. This is a good one. I think this is a fun question. Okay. Um, what is something you've always wanted to try but haven't yet? So one of the things I've always wanted to try is skydive. Me I would, too. I would love to skydive. I've always wanted to skydive. And uh, something that's very funny, when I was living in Chicago, I met uh, an audio mixer. Really cool guy. Uh, But he was around our age. Um, And he obviously was like making bank because audio mixers get paid a ton of money. And uh, one day he texted me and he was like, hey, do you want to go skydiving? And my first thought was like, yes, I would love to do this. But then I looked up how much it costs, and it costs an arm and a leg to skydive in Chicago. So I was like, unfortunately, I cannot. So I still want to. I would still love to do it. 
but um, yeah, I, I, I told myself when I said no to him that I would definitely do it because I don't want that no to be the last time that that's offered to me. So even if it's just me by myself, I am going to do it. But that's something that I haven't done yet. Me either. I would really want to. I think it would be, when you imagine it, I think it would be really scary. Mm-hmm. Like standing in the open door of an airplane mm-hmm. and you have to jump out. But it would be, it's just, it would be so cool. Uh, something that I've always wanted to try but haven't yet is make a song. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to a lot of music. And uh, I wanted I want to try my own hand at making a song. I think it would be really cool and fun, and an interesting experience. Uh, because I think it's probably a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. And uh, I think that would be so much fun. What kind of genre would it be? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, I I like pop. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite genre, and I like anything with a synthesizer in it. So mm-hmm. it would probably have those things. But something that I've realized about myself is anytime I even like start to think about the concept or like the theme of a song, mm-hmm. it turns funny or stupid really <laughs> fast. Yeah. And so I actually don't know if I have it in me to write lyrics that are serious. And so that would that's actually a pretty good challenge for me. Yeah. Is writing a serious song because I don't know if I could do it. So I have a really funny story. Um, that does not involve me at all. There's a YouTuber, his name's Cody Ko. Have you ever watched Cody Ko? No. Okay, so Cody Ko became famous because, uh, well, one of his most famous series is called That's Cringe. And it's just him and this other guy who are watching YouTube videos, and then it's a commentary. It's just commentary. But one of his most recent videos that I actually thought was very interesting is he uh, tried to see how hard it would be to become a club DJ. So anyway, <laughs> he knew a DJ... And he knew that like all these famous people would just randomly become DJs and then DJ these concerts and then never do it again. So that's that's why he challenged himself. So he knew this DJ. He bought this you know a massive equipment. Oh, and also he had done it before, but on a smaller scale, like in high school. So he had a little bit of experience. But uh, anyway, one of the things that all DJs have evidently is their own song that they play in their set. <laughs> So, so he created his own song, but the, the premise of the song, you know, every, every like EDM or dubstep song is like, you know, drink a lot, have a ton of sex, like go crazy, go, but his was like, have a little sip, like kiss a little bit, like everything was just like in moderation. So, so it was like an EDM song, but all of the lyrics were like this, but in moderation. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, so I think that would be funny to, you know, that's just very similar to what, what you just said. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, all right. So question number four, what is something you're most proud of achieving in your life so far? I think one of the things that I am most proud of is that I have kind of changed myself and I feel like I have grown closer to who I actually am as a person over the past couple of years and because I mean I mean you knew me when we were when we were kids you know Mm -hmm. I've gotten like a ton of piercings and my hair is colored now and Mm -hmm. I wear nail polish and stuff and uh 
you know, all those things happen one at a time. It wasn't just like one day I just woke up. Like, the, you know, it was completely <gasps> different. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. a werewolf or something. Yeah. Um, but I've I've really enjoyed, I've felt more confident as a person mm. more recently. And a lot of that is attributed to Isabel and finding a partner who is really supportive and has helped me kind of find myself. So those are two of the biggest things for me. And then... I don't know. I feel like I haven't accomplished a, a ton of stuff to be proud of in my career yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things that I'm proud of. Like a couple shorts have gotten some throwaway awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that did feel good in mm-hmm. the moment. I think that the thing I'm most proud of is already doing things that the average person from where we're from never does such as leave yeah such as leave the (laughs) county um i've already lived in chicago and atlanta i've been out of the country twice um once for work which is cool to say um i've experienced a lot of things i've done a lot of stuff that is like a small selfish goal of mine is to become famous enough that people like wonder where I'm from and mm-hmm. then they look it up and they're surprised. Yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> right. How is this possible? Right. But it is. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. My, one of my goals. So, uh, for those listeners who are listening or watching, my dad was fairly well known because he had been teaching forever. So all, all the people that stayed in London had him as a science teacher. So for my entire life, I was always known as Mr. Bowling's son. So my, and I may have told you this before, one of my goals, one of my selfish goals, is to, for my dad to be known as John Bowling's dad. I want, to, I want to reverse how we're referred to each other. Because I no longer want to be Mr. Bowling's son. I want my dad to be John Bowling's dad. So number five, and this will be our last one, how do you handle stress in difficult situations? Mm. I, feel like, I feel like you have definitely grown. Um, this question, you definitely have a, a curve from your life. Because I know... What makes you think that? Well, I know when we first uh, met each other and for the first few years, uh, you handling stress was uh, more or less explosive. <laughs> <laughs> And and now it's a lot more. I feel like you're a lot more relaxed and a lot, a lot. You very easily navigate through stressful situations. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that uh, that you say that. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. I mean, um, yeah, everything stressed me out when I was younger, and like I hate. I I, I still don't love making decisions, especially arbitrary ones. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like I can make big decisions better than I can make like insignificant decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most pretty much I had like like two emotions when I was younger and it was angry and happy. And I was only ever one of those two things. <laughs> yeah. And so if I was stressed, I wasn't even stressed, I was just angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would get I would get really bad. And so yeah, that's definitely something I think I've I've improved on and uh, some of it was is just through you know living and doing slightly more stressful things. But two things are the reason why I think I've improved. Number one 
is working in the film industry. Mm -hmm. Like it is incredibly stressful and it will crush you into a little pancake if you do not adapt and learn how to handle stress. Like, uh, I mean, I've just, I've had so many people yell at me for stuff I didn't do. And like, even just like a few years ago, that would have melted me to my core. I would have been, there would have been nothing left of me. Mm -hmm. But then the most recent one, like, I don't, I barely even remember. Like I, affected me zero mm -hmm. because you know just there's no reason to get upset about stuff like that perspective has also helped you know like why would i you know i spill a Lacroix on my pants like it's okay there's mm. other pants in the world you know like <laughs> right per perspective right, and yeah. having a bigger view of of your life i think helps manage stress and mm -hmm. frustration and then the other b really big one is therapy and mm -hmm. going to therapy and and learning what other emotions are and learning that uh, anger is usually just trying to protect you from something else. And so most of the time when you're feeling angry, there's uh, a softer emotion underneath that's motivating the anger. So if you can figure out what's causing the anger, mm -hmm. then it makes it a lot easier to move past that. Mm. What about you? How do you handle stressful situations? Or how did you and how do you now? Um, well, I think uh, pre-pubescent and pubescent John probably <laughs> probably handled the situation very similar to how you did, where it was kind of bottle it up and then explode at some point. Um, but I do think I, you know, just to echo you, I think working in the film industry definitely has helped. I still think I am susceptible to being yelled at. Um, especially when it is my fault. When, like I know it's my fault. For sure. Yeah, I I absolutely hate it, and I will apologize till the day runs dry. That's not <laughs> that's not the saying. Until the day ends um, to the person, even though it may not be that big of a deal. And I think it is important to realize that the majority of people that yell at you on set are also under a ton of stress. So that is probably them exploding onto you. Yeah, because they're reality, not handling their stress well. Yeah, when in reality, it's not that big of a deal. That's very true. Um, That's a good perspective. Yeah. So, that being said, I do think that as people grow grow older, naturally, you handle stress better. So, I think that at this point, I think I'm a pretty chill guy. I don't think I get angry very much. Um, there are a few things that make me angry. Weirdly, t people touching my face makes me like incredibly angry like like to the point where i would punch someone wow like, if anyone like smacks my head that like like it's like some kind of like cannibal not cannibalistic but like like animal instinct where like i am like ready to fight cannibalism <laughs> you're ready to eat <laughs> yeah, these ready people to eat, <laughs> ready to eat them <laughs> no but like but i mean really like if someone were to like smack my head like, it's like I, a... yeah i i would like, I have to control myself to not turn around and punch them in the face because I am that angry at them. Wow. So I don't know what it is. But what makes you so protective of your head? Maybe because my brain's there. I don't know. Maybe you're insecure about your forehead and you don't want anyone no, touching it. That's it. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So there, there are very few things that make me very mad. I'll tell you what. I yeah, Something that I do not handle well and something that sets me off is when I see... Uh, like especially like on on a job on a set or something mm -hmm. if i have people under me 
which doesn't happen often, but mm-hmm. occasionally it does. No. And someone else mistreats those people who are like under my care, mm-hmm. I will go absolutely ballistic on those people. Yeah. I like that. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think those are good answers. We're running up on the hour mark, so we yeah. kind of timed it perfectly. That's great. We'll save the last five questions. Next time. For next time when yeah. we don't have a guest. That's right. <laughs> well, well how we did this? have a guest just when they cancel. That's true. Okay. How about this? Let's wrap it up by asking the AI which two words could be used to describe a deep conversation between friends. So here, here are the two words that it came up with. Intimate and revealing. Wow. I think that's true. No, yeah, I think it is too. So thanks to uh, ChatGPT for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, we just do this for fun and to get to know our friends and each other better. And uh, if anyone else is interested in, in joining us and having a conversation with us, we would be more than happy to talk to you as well. So thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week on Abs. Anything but sports. See you next time. Goodbye.